All right. Hey, this is K.A. and Eddie J. And you're now listening to In the Trenches podcast. And today's topic is hypergamy and hypogamy. Hypogamy. I don't know. You can read it in the title and description and figure out and pronounce it for yourself. However, but maybe I should check with Siri after this to figure out how to say it. Pretty sure it's hypergamy and hypogamy. Oh, well, the people can read. We'll, we'll let you guys use your own judgment. But um, so basically, um, I first heard this term in a conversation with like one of my cousins uh, about like different marriage systems and stuff like that. And we were talking about like the norms and like U.S. and like like kind of like how monogamy is like a norm along with like um, old fashioned views about how like the man pays for everything. But now like society is kind of in a flux because women are uh, working now and they're more self-sufficient and can contribute financially versus like uh, them being uh, more reliant as far as like childbearing and taking care of the home, cleaning, cooking and stuff like that. Like it's more of like headed towards the direction of uh, 50-50 and there's not, gender roles are kind of like being blurred now. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I've never actually heard of these two terms. Um, and the funny thing is, is that I think that traditionally speaking, we've, we do this a lot. Yeah, about, without even knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, that was, so once I researched it, um, and now understand what it is and, and where it comes from, um, it's something that I think traditionally speaking is what we do. So I think you have the definition, don't you? Yeah. So per like Google and stuff, the definition of hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person of a superior sociological or educational background. And basically in layman terms, it's like marrying up. Like but yeah. you did, you did some research on your own and you saw like, uh, it was pretty popular in India or originated yeah, in, out there. Or yeah, like in that. the Middle East and in, in Asian cultures um, and countries, it's yeah, it's it's the idea that you the woman um, is marrying up, um, and they do it for different reasons. It was very interesting. Um, again, this is very traditional. Although, and I think in some of those regions they still do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a friend where they did it. Yeah. Um, who's Indian actually, um, and his wife also um, leveled up. She participated in hypergamy. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, my research showed that um, a lot of these um, regions, they do it because they want to give the, the the family, the new family, mm-hmm. an opportunity. So a lot of these, um, apparently the women are living in these very, um, they're outside the city, mm-hmm. right, very rural areas. And so they want to marry uh, someone for to have their to give their kids a better opportunity, the siblings, um, even maybe sometimes the parents, depending on their situation, mm-hmm. um, because the man ideally is making more money and is living in the more, um, I guess, developed region or or wherever they're they're from. Yeah. Um. So it's a way to really, I guess, benefit the the, the family unit as a whole. Yeah. I, I kind of like makes me uh think about like survival of the fittest in kind of a sense you know what i'm saying like like it, look at the days i like the hunter gatherer like the women want like the strongest man and one that doesn't like have a lot of disease and is healthy and stuff like that just because she's like looking out for like her own protection in the long run mm-hmm. and like the survivability or chance of like her kids like making through it and stuff like that you know what i'm saying so as far as like instinctually i think that's why women go for like people who are like muscular super super masculine and stuff like that just because i think innately they might not see it like surface level but like instinctually they're just looking out for their kids and yeah like for protection and stuff like that yeah and um 
A couple of things I, I really enjoy about this topic is that, again, that's traditional. And when, when Kay opened up the discussion, it's changing. Yeah. More women are working now, and obviously times are changing. Now, this is obviously the U.S. is changing a little faster than maybe other India. Places, yeah. and, but there are other countries that are beating us, too. You yeah. know, we're, we're kind of behind. But yeah. speaking from the U.S. perspective, it, it's changing here, and yeah. it's great. So then it, I'm curious to see how hyper i think hypergamy will always be around but it's going to be in a different way yeah and i because feel like you have there's like give and takes women have to like have like now like i feel like more women are like oh i'm the prize and like um yeah they just the prize like hey um this is this is one time i had seen uh, a baby moon like you take your wife on a trip before the baby is born i mean i somewhat heard of push hmm, prejudice i never heard of that. Like that yeah but i'm just like I feel like the dynamic and stuff has like changed and like you have to like give some things, but you have to give up some other things. Like you can't just have it all. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it just boils down to like, yeah, we're changing and what you want and, and roles and stuff like what you're looking for. It changes at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you have to like sit down and reevaluate like, hey, what am I willing to give up for this? Or like, is this super important to me? Or it's just like, I only want this because I see it on Instagram or social media and all this other stuff versus like actual real life thing. I don't think people yeah. challenge what they actually want. I think they just see something like, oh yeah, I want that for myself versus really looking inward and be like, oh yes. I do want this, not because it's an outside force. Yeah, yeah, and um, actually, I wanted to tell a story. I um, I worked with a uh, um, for this employer, um, and uh, they had it was an arranged marriage. Mm -hmm. um, they were from the Middle East. Yeah, and this is interesting because you know, just like any other, I guess, hyper gammy relationship. Situate, yeah, you know, the the, the wife looks for the, the husband. Or the wife's parents look for the husband, mm -hmm. and they arrange the marriage. Right? Yeah. There's a dowry, and then there's you know, and you really don't get to know or meet your potential spouse. There's That's no crazy, test drive. Dude. And I actually picked his brain a little bit because mm -hmm. I was so interested. This is the first time I've ever met someone that actually went through it. Now I've, I, you know, I have a couple more friends, but this is the first time ever like that I met someone. And and overall, he seemed happy. She was a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, is that. He didn't. There was no test drive when they met. They that's when they knew they were going to marry each other. There was no hey, let's see if we have chemistry. Yeah, let's see if we're on the same page. Let's see if there's a connection. Let's see if we have the same interest. Mm -hmm. No. And here's even the kicker. That's not what really took me by surprise. What really took me by surprise was that um, I guess it depends on the the that culture and how they do it. Yeah. The different cultures do it differently, apparently. Yeah. And what took me by surprise is. Let's say you have, there's the dowry, right? Yeah. But let's say you have a family, um, the woman's um, family, and it's, it's from a very poor background, and mm -hmm. they live out in the country, and they have a farm, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's all they can they can contribute, right? Yeah. Well, in this situation, it's it's almost to me, it's almost become a business because yeah. in this situation, we had the a, parents we had the episode marriage is a business, but the parents in this situation though, get this, had almost increased well they did they increased the value of their daughter by making her go to school she became a doctor passed the medical um, board exam the mm -hmm. equivalent of that and um she is a qualified ready to practice physician yeah md but she doesn't practice but she only did that 
right? And get this, she only did that to, for, or the parents only did that and paid for that to increase the value of their daughter. Wow. Meaning you have to marry someone that's going to make as much money or be in the same profession or something better. So it's like hyper, hyper gammy. It's Jesus, like hyper, dude. hyper. It's Yeah, it's a double whammy. And get this, in that situation, the husband it almost flipped because she was she was so far advanced, I guess, compared to her the other women, I guess, in that pool. I don't yeah. know that the the husband in this situation inherited all that debt, right? I thought the parents paid for it. Well, well, the parents paid for it, but they still they had like a bill. Jesus, it's like, hey, dude. these are my these are my assets and these are my liabilities, and if you want my daughter, you got to pay me for all this education that I invested in. Like, so it went from now. Um, you know, paying X amount or however the dowry works. It go, I, I don't really quite understand how it works, but um, it was my understanding that dowry went from the daughter's parents over to the husband or to the unit, right? Yeah. Like that's something to marry my daughter, right? And usually it was basically real estate and whatever assets they had. But here it was a little different. Here it was like, not only are you getting someone who's a doctor, mm-hmm. even though she's not going to practice, you're getting someone that has a lot of debt and it increased her value. And then the husband's parents and the husband had to pay that premium. Jesus. Yeah. I think that's the thing though. Like I'm starting to realize it's like, it's kind of like at work you top out, you know what I'm saying? Like you um, get elevated so much, you reach reach a certain level and it's harder to find people on that same level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. If you really look at like the distribution of wealth and stuff like that, most of the population doesn't really make like six figures or whatever. So it's like once you hit that realm, like the, well, the even now he's an down. attorney. Mm-hmm. She is well. I think now she would maybe need to renew her certificates or whatever because yeah. she, she she never practiced. She still doesn't practice. That's the thing. Even, she's just at home all but day. Can she's, can she really start though? Like who? What is going to hire her? Even I don't know. But the idea was that she was more marketable. That's why. They, they her parents put her through school. So that's very interesting. I wonder what is like a marketable thing here. Just because like men are more like physical creatures. Like, I think like. I don't know. I mean, I think anytime you're more educated, I think it comes down to money. Uh, uh, and we can actually talk about that because I think I wanted, I wanted to discuss um, the idea, the traditional idea of hypergamy is leveling up in terms of basically social status and finances. Yeah, just because. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, because if you really think about it, like, I mean, I, sometimes I like run into different types of women and stuff like that. Some of them are like, oh, you got to court me and take me out and all this other stuff. It's basically like peacocking. Like, mm-hmm. they, they really just look like for that financial stability and stuff like that. So I guess they kind of yeah, like judge. But like, for the listeners out there, though, this is interesting because, I, you know, I did some research and unfortunately, not everyone, right, has a lot of money. Or a lot of social, quote unquote, social value. I think. I mean, I think it's all bullcrap. But it's important to some people, yeah. and a lot of people can't really change their situation or not that much, yeah. right? So it's like, well, how do you find someone, right? Like if you're in the middle, if you're in the, if you're in the trenches right now, trying yeah. to figure out how to land or court a woman or date a woman in 2020, and you don't have a lot of finances or you're not, you don't have a high social value, whatever the hell yeah. that means. Um, there are a couple things you can do actually. I, I have a list. And drop it. And so what you could do is, um, it's not a lot of them, but you could be, you can hold yourself out as a good leader, right? So mm-hmm. so basically you're you're still you're still participating in hypergamy, but it's more than just, you're widening it out a little bit. It's more okay. than just uh, finances and social status. It's yeah. 
leadership, right? So there's, you know, the, the long saying that... Being like decisive and... Stuff no, like no, that. I'm talking about like, well, that too, but I, but more of a leader, meaning like women love men in uniform, you know oh, what I mean? So okay. e- even like, if you're wearing a suit every day or you're wearing a police uniform, military uniform, mm-hmm. firefighters, to them it shows stability, leadership, and all that. That's good. So you, you know can do that. You know what would be that. fun to try to... I mean, when everything is normal, like we all go out in suits and see how like things change. Well, I wore a suit yesterday, and it was, everything <laughs> everything changed. Um, you know, not only do you feel better mm-hmm. wearing one um, because it's especially if it's a nice fitted suit, but yeah. once you have the everything on, the, you know, the jacket and everything, and you go out and you people look and... at you differently. It does. It does. They do. It's 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 a position of not only say power, but I guess leadership. Yeah. It's like you're do you're doing something. You're going places. That's where. Everyone, you know, if you don't have the ability to have a lot of money to start up your own business, hey, maybe you can join the military and you going out in that military outfit or uniform. Yeah. Um, people like that. It shows like, oh, wow, they're going, they're doing something. They're yeah. getting shit done. But I, don't, I, I get that. But my thing is, it's like, uh, not like you can't judge a book's by its cover, but like, yeah, you have all this on the outside, but you just have no idea like what traumas they've been through or how much debt. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a way looks in. can be nice. Yeah, it's just yeah. a, it's just an introduction, though. You yeah. know. Um, but another thing that I that I read was um, you can also do. Um, so leadership was one of them. The uh, no, I'm going blank. It was leadership. Um, you can obviously be more. Um, creative passion. Passion was another one. Okay, and that's one, that one's kind of hard, I think, to convey unless you get to know someone. But that's the reason why. Maybe I'll, like an artist or something artist. like that's, that's that's or like struggling Argus. Or, yeah, that's yeah. the that's the reason why a lot of um, artists of any kind mm-hmm. have usually a lot of a lot of women, attractive women, mm-hmm. because they can. And if especially if you're passionate, that's the that's the key, right? If you're yeah. just doing it for fun, whatever. But I mean, if you're really passionate and you're giving it your all. People melt over that, and I think it go, that one goes both ways, though. I feel like because yeah. if you meet someone, regardless, a woman, and, and and they're passionate, you find that attractive. It's yeah, attractive, yeah. it really is. So that's another thing, right? Because not a lot of one has that uh, passion. The other one was uh, motivation and slash drive, mm-hmm. which yeah, I think I kind of I think that kind of goes with leadership, but it's a little different. Um, and, I don't know. It's it's kind. I think it's like just not being lazy. Like mm-hmm. who. Because one one thing is, like, I wanted to separate myself, like, as far as, like, this 2020, like, I feel like a lot of people are just watching Netflix and not doing anything to enrich the value of their lives. They're just wasting all this free time. Mm-hmm. But, like, my thing is, like, oh, I want to look back uh, in 2021. It's like, hey, I accomplished this, 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 and I'm going to keep it going. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just because, like, yeah, you know, the so world that's motivation, is, yeah. maybe a little bit of, you know, an ambition. You want someone who's ambitious. Yeah. Um, not complacent. And drive, like, that's the big one, right? Like, are, are you going to continue? So right now, and, you know, and that's the thing. I think women, because that's what we're talking about here with hypergamy, women are becoming more sophisticated because of the internet and it's so easy to research. So my question is, okay, women out there who want someone who is going to level up in terms of finances, right? So yeah. what I mean, okay, what happens when you get it? Like, that's it. Like, you just have a bunch of money. And, and maybe that's what? good enough. But see, if you, if you have someone, you meet someone who's ambitious, always motivated 
you're always doing new things. There are always there will always be new experiences, mm-hmm. new new everything, new things to try out. New and so that to me, it's more like you have more. You're gonna get more out of it than just a bunch of money. Yeah, you know. So that's another way to um, for the you know men out there who who need to level up or can't financially or socially. Yeah. But that's the thing that always blew my mind. It's like. I'm not. I don't really see the importance of having some super expensive ring. It's kind of like uh, I don't know if I was talking to you about this. Like women do things for uh, their how other women will view them versus mm-hmm. like how a man like getting nails oh, yeah, done women, and stuff w- like women, that. That's kind of for other women. Birkin women bags, know that's for we're physical. Yes, we're yeah. we're physical creatures. So like women, I think women know that women know that because I, every time I I you when I would date someone and they were really into fashion, they didn't wear the fashion for the guys. They wore the fashion for but, the other girls. Yeah. Because I think women also understand that, or at least I think generally speaking, we're pretty we're pretty simple creatures. Let's put on some sexy lingerie and some underwear. And that's, I'm good with that. Yeah. Like that's, I'd rather just see you in that than having all this crazy other layers of clothes and whatnot. But, but, but when folks go out, when these girls go out, they're really dressing up for other women. Yeah. And that's crazy. <sighs> yeah. But also going back to the, going back to the ring because you mentioned the ring. Um, same thing with the ring. You know, it's like I don't even want a ring. You know, I don't want to get married. But mm-hmm. uh, um, I don't. And if if I do, I don't really. My, if my partner really wants a ring, then you know, I have to uh, maybe kind of somewhat give a little. But um, I don't even want a ring because I don't see like I see I see it's a waste of money. Um, and, um, really at the end of the day, it's a relationship between you and your partner. Yeah. And why, what, what else do you need to signify? That's always the thing. Oh, I, I need to, the world needs to know it's a way to claim me or to, and I'm just like, you and I know what we have. What difference mm-hmm. does it make with anyone else knows? It's like, well, it's symbolic. I'm like, what the hell with that? Like, uh, it's the relationships between us, not you me and the world. Yeah. So whilst, why, why do we need to make anything? So I told the girl, don't buy me a damn ring. Buy me a Rolex. <laughs> okay. Give me some, give me 20 grand to buy. Uh, I don't know. Put a down payment on a house. I, you know, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, that's how I look at it too, man. But, um, cause if, if you want a 15, $20,000 ring, you know, I, I don't mean to make it sound like a transaction, but I don't just want like a little thousand dollar ring. I would give me a twenty thousand dollar down payment for a house or some asset or and something. And that I think that goes back to the the prize mentality. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. just like my thing is like, yeah, these women want like Prince Charming and stuff like that, but what this this is what do you have to offer that makes Prince Charming want you? You know what I'm saying? I mean there are some men who just want to like, oh, just spoil somebody as far as me, like, no, like And I think we need we need, we need to have a guest on here. Um, we need to find uh, a partner that just has a bunch of money, right? I mean, like money's not because I'm wondering then. So for us, since we're still working on our, you know, we're trying to establish ourselves and we work on different things and we haven't quite gotten there. I feel like once you make it and you have a lot of money, mm-hmm. I bet everything changes though. No, I feel like you. St- I feel like you still want more. No, I think you do, but I'm just talking about. You said men. There are some. There are some men who just want to spoil their girls, yeah, or partner. And I think a lot of times they do. They do. There are people yeah. out there. I mean, I like spoiling my my partners and friends, but I think that's a that's a, that could be a love language other than just like oh I just, yeah, I'm just going to spoil you gifts. Yeah. But I think eventually when you re, when you make so much money, like I, I don't even think that matters. Like it's just like another thing to do. You know what I mean? It completely changes. It almost loses its value. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. 
who knows, man? I don't know. My thing is more like I'm on the whole like equality 50-50 thing. Like um, as far as like hypergamy, like uh, from like a male perspective, we tr- we basically we trying to like get the most attractive thing that we can get. You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially like when we're younger and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You just want to find the most gorgeous person you can and i think we yeah i think when um we had tanae on they're like yeah like some women are just treated as like show pieces and stuff like that but i just like that is so superficial like i want to actually like the person that i'm with like yeah i mean that's kind of the idea though you know some folks are just like that it's interesting yeah but it's funny because remember like when we were out and um uh, we were somewhere and the guy was like, yeah, I know a friend who like put in a prenup, like a fat clause. Like, I like that. Feel. Me too. I like that. I think the prenup, I think everyone should have a prenup, first of all. And that's kind of biased because I, I work in the legal field, but yeah. everyone should have a prenup and the prenup can have whatever you want. Because I think the trade-off is, yes, women want financial stability, but men, like the equivalent is like having somebody who's like physically yeah, fit I think and attractive before, and I stuff think, like that. I think, and I've talked to partners that I've seriously dated about this, prenup's going to have something in there about the ring. If it doesn't work out, I want my ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 ring back. back. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I'll give you your fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000, whatever you get to a Rolex if it's a Rolex. Yeah. Um, so that's in there. And the other one was that, quote unquote fat clause <laughs> i didn't call it that but uh, that was so funny when he said that um that's a cool place too i, I want to go back there but he um yeah I, I've, I've had that same discussion with my partners and i told them hey we, we agree that we can't get above a certain body fat percentage i right? like that just because like i mean i get like women have kids and stuff like that but i don't feel like you should just let your go, yourself go after you have kids like you know what i'm saying like and, you know at the end of the day, asset you gotta be like, physically attracted to your partner i mean if you're gonna be with them forever long i think at some point though we reach an age where it doesn't matter as much i think you i think we're still i think we're still too young to see that we need to focus more or we're just still caught up with the physical aspect mm-hmm. but i mean we we are more like physical creatures though yeah, but I mean, that's true. But I think one of the reasons I did, I actually researched this. One of the reasons why people are more, us right now, our age are more physically attracted or we're physically driven is because it's because we want to reproduce and reproduce and have healthy, hopefully, uh, human beings. Yeah. And so, you know, but it's funny. Some people like overweight folks, right? But I look at it as eating habits and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, it's I don't lifestyle. want to pass bad lifestyle choices off to my kids. Like, Oh, yeah. I and mean, me neither. Like, I don't want to have a bad lifestyle, period. You know, I want to get someone who gets up. I'm a morning person, so I like to get up early and I want to work out. And I want to be active and have a nice smoothie and avocado toast and it makes me feel good and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do that. But yeah, I think a fat clause, there's nothing wrong with a fat clause. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. But my thing is, for me personally, I don't think I would want somebody who wants me just for my money. Because, like, my whole fear of, like, I think I mentioned this, like, somebody taking half of everything I'll ever work for. Like, one of my favorite quotes ever uh, is by Drake. He was like, he wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Like, I don't I don't get that sense of entitlement to somebody's money just because you with them. I think that comes more of, like, the so I need a prenup. Yeah. The old, like, views and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm the like, idea, though, that, that you get some of their... Um some of their property or, or money after marriage is that once you all get married, everything becomes one. So you get, a, you know, 50% of her stuff too. But that's the thing. If we're talking about hypergamy, women are looking to marry up. So mm-hmm. on average, I would yeah. have more. I mean, so I think losing. family law itself, and it starts with us lobbying and voting people to change these laws. The problem is 
they're just so dated and that because break up the norm i guess yeah well because some of these laws were created when women couldn't work right oh, and even yeah. they, even when they could work they didn't make the same yeah. by law yeah they couldn't work in certain positions mm-hmm. so that was a way to kind of even the playing field with meaning if okay fine i can't work at all yeah and you are the sole breadwinner and I, i've go 20 30 years into this marriage without working what am I going to have versus yeah. if I never met you and and I found another way to hustle, I guess, mm-hmm. then I would have something. That's the idea. Like you've somewhat delayed uh, my work experience. And now like who's really going to hire me at 60 without a, without any experience? experience yeah, that's, because I got married when I was 18. Yeah, And so that, that kind of evens the, play, the, the playing field a little bit because – and the idea too is that um, – that your partner also helped you grow and become more financially successful as a unit. And so they're entitled to it too. But I hate that though, just because it seems like from my view, like the relationship is just like one side is like, personally, I don't think my creator put me here to take care of another person that they created. You know Mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my thing is like, yes, kids, that's something I chose to like create on my own with a partner, but mm-hmm. I don't think my sole life purpose is to take care of you and do all this other stuff. Like, I feel like you should be able to fend for yourself just as well as I can. I mean, like, I get, like, by nature, we have, like, more muscle mass and stuff like that, and then there's, like, the uh, pay gap and stuff like that. But I want somebody who's standalone on themselves, not looking to be dependent on somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. But this brings me back to the whole, like, hypergamy thing, because I heard this one thing. It's like, do women really have a choice in who they end up with at the end of the day? Because if you really look at it, they just picking from a pool of people they attract. They're not necessarily going after who they want. Hmm. What do you mean? Like, yes, women think they have the power as far as like who they end up with, but really it's just like they picking from the people who catcalling. Yeah. Like white women is really going like, hey, I like him. Hey, let's be well, yeah, together I think or we talked we talked about this. I think on that episode with uh, with Tanae because I think just more women fail to take initiative and control their destiny, though. But that's because historically women don't go approach the man or whatever. But I wonder how the world would actually be if women actually went after who they wanted to. I mean, have you ever been hit on by a woman? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are some women out there that that do it, and I think more and more are starting to do it. But a lot of it is just, man, that goes deep. I think a lot of it goes to programming, ego. Programming, programming, yeah. But, but then, yeah, and, it's, and it goes down to your ego and pride. And it's like, you know, if some of the programming, if, like, I know some women who are very stuck on the idea that, no, I need to be courted or, no, I need you to come on to me. You and I think to, they're going to end up alone, dude. I think so, too. Because my thing is, like, these social norms and stuff are changing. Like, hey, we're on dating apps. Stop stop trying to bring that old world views on here. Like, it's clearly you looking to meet somebody. It's clearly I'm looking to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. So why are you, like, playing these, like, weird games and stuff like that? That's why Especially I got off the apps, man. First. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of done with them too. Like, I, I'm done. With, I, I'm done with them. I whether just meet someone in person, but I think it's well, harder because the mass and stuff like that. Like, if you really look at it, like so many social cues and stuff like that, and like body language being read, it's going. Like when you go out, it's a lot harder to hit on women, like especially with a mask on. I disagree. What you and and I think your cousin keep saying that, and I disagree. I don't. I think it. it I think it has changed mm-hmm. the, the the I guess quote unquote game. Yeah. I don't think it makes it more difficult. Yeah, you, you, yeah, cause yeah. All, difficult is the wrong word. I, it's changed. It's definitely. I mean, it's definitely changed, and it's only changed really in a sense because 
you just can't really see their mouth. Yeah. And so you can't see if they're smiling, frowning, or whatever. But, geez, you have the whole entire rest of the body, right? You have the eyes, eyebrows. Yeah, but this is one thought I had. I was like, basically, everybody wearing masks is a walking billboard. That could be your opener, whatever mask you choose to wear or whatever. That's kind of yeah. like showing you know, like your identity and stuff like that. I haven't really thought of what I want to have on my mask, but yeah, that's just an idea that I had. Come like, up, I see it up, up in a draft. No, most people wouldn't understand what that is. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. But ultimately, though, you don't really have to worry about like, well, no. I think somebody said like in other states, if you do get a girl pregnant, they could still take half your stuff or something like that. But I just know I'm with a baby mama, I ain't got to buy no ring. I ain't got to get no push present. I ain't got to get you no baby moon. You dated a baby mama. Yeah. What happened there? That's what you wanted. Um, I mean. It wasn't the right baby mama. No, she was cool. It was more of, it kind of. I would, I guess it like burnt out. Like I was pushing, 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 and stuff like that. But as far as like trying to make time and stuff, I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm trying to just keep this conversation going. That's kind of what it felt like. I was like, if she wanted it, but see, to, that's the yeah, understand that she would have reciprocated. That's, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But also, you also got to think these these the women out there, and for the women who are dating single dads. And they want a baby daddy, or you know, in our in your situation, you're looking for a baby mama. You gotta have that availability. But see, yeah, and that's the thing. You gotta also understand that hey, they they have a different lifestyle, right? They're they're busy. They're consumed with their child. I know. So now I'm you need like, to balance it. Sure, they they yeah. should they should do a better job balancing. But uh, from then on, you you know, depending on how old the child is. It's not as easy as like, hey, let's just go to this trip, or hey, let's just do this. It's like, wait, what about the baby? What about the baby's milk? What but I mean, it could be simple stuff though. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like, yeah, I get like single moms are dating and stuff like that, but you have to like make yourself available to the other person. Because I'm like, you you have to. It's it's it all comes down to time management. Like people put time towards the thing that they want. Like yes, I get to have a kid, but like if you want to genuinely invest in a relationship, you have to put the time in. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is, yeah. Right, right, right. All right, moving along then. No, we we I got we got we still got to wrap up with the main takeaways. Oh, go basically, ahead. I mean, hypergamy and stuff is cool, but I just don't want somebody to look at me as like a golden ticket. Like I, I'd hate that to like, cause I this I had this one thought. Like I hate when uh, a woman says I'm a great catch, but I'm like, do you really know who I am? Like just because I have <clears> like <throat> the financial part secured, like that's I don't think that's a good. The sole indicator. I'm so much more than finances and stuff like that. So, like personally, I'm looking for like my social equal. I can. I mean, they don't necessarily have to cook, but I. I mean, I can cook. I can mm-hmm. clean. Somebody who's well educated. Like I got a master's. I'm pretty physically fit. Uh, pretty mentally stable. I think I got a pretty nice person now. Y'all listeners so, out here got K out here trying to. No, sell I'm not himself. trying to sell. No, I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm He's just describing saying, like, his hinge profile. Oh my god! On the but podcast, my thing is like, <laughs> yes, if you want to like date up, you have to have assets or things about you that makes that person that you think I guess is higher or whatever. I think that, that attract. To, I agree attract with. You to I agree you with that. And I think at the end of the day, everyone needs just to find a balance. There's to be some type of balance where you have a list of things that you are looking and for. And I'm working on my list. I don't think most people have a list. I think everyone should have a list. And I think you should carry that list in your pocket. I and, mean, it's in my and, phone. Too, it's should, all disorganized. I'm working on it. Um, I think everyone should have a list. And and it, I don't think it should be a very 
I think you shouldn't like have five things. I think five is at the very most. There's five things you got to have. There's yeah. something I think you should you have five with. and you should have three that are non-negotiable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the other two that you can kind of deal with Play, that or yeah. you can interchange one or the other. But out of the five, three of those five should be non-negotiable. Yeah. And so when you meet someone and here's the other thing, this is the real kicker. And women should do the same thing. Five, five key or five factors or whatever. And then when you meet that person, when you actually think you've met the person or you see that person, wherever mm-hmm. they may be, reach out to them. Reach out because, I mean, if someone has met those qualifications, why to, not? Why? What, you're losing it. I mean, you're losing it because that, and, you know, it's a have, missed opportunity. You're going to miss your opportunity. Exactly. And if a lot of times that person may not recognize you. And so, woman, if you don't go out there and, 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 and not necessarily chase, but, you know, present yourself. Yeah. That's all you have to do is present yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. You have you to like, you open the door. If you give a guy like, uh, an opportunity. It's not like you have to pursue them, but like you visibly put like, hey, this is an opportunity. Then mm-hmm. if they want it, they'll go after it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not like necessarily like you hitting on them or stuff like that, but you just have to like uh, show uh, you're receptive to them or something. Mm-hmm. I think that's really how I'm trying to uh, uh, word it. Just because like, this is so crazy. It's like, um, generally i would want somebody that wants me for me not like i'm trying to convince them or like going out on dates and stuff like that yeah like because some people's like oh get to know me by taking me out to dinner and all this other stuff like i feel like that's backwards like i don't think a date or whatever should depend on if you like me or not i feel like i mean i feel like that's kind of like a younger thing to do but like i don't think leading with that will really benefit you in the long run as far as like finding a of quality person yeah i mean i think you could always just um you know um go out and meet someone and there are different ways i think that you can meet someone um besides taking them out on dates i mean a date could be a walk in the park yeah you know a date can be a facetime date because in the middle of covid you know that's true that's a face that's a facetime most of the date naps are trying to push the whole visual call stuff there you go and so there are different ways to do it the problem though that i remember when i was on the webs on on the apps it's like i'm on the apps to meet people, to talk on the phone, you know and what it to might eventually be. speak or eventually meet up in person. Mm. It makes me so angry when I can't do that. When they 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 I spook them. They you don't want to do. No, it. They want to know what it might be. They want another. They want to pimp out. They can't hide behind the filters and all the like little weird angle tricks that they play with the camera. Maybe that's what it is. Well, then, <laughs> then we're we're hunt, we're we're dating the wrong the wrong people because I think. At the end of the day, I'm on these apps to meet you in person. Yeah. I'm not and I'm on here for another pen pal. I got plenty of friends. Yeah. And I don't want to just have another texting buddy. Yeah. I don't I don't have that. And I told I've told women in the past, I'm like, um, who just want to text all day and don't even want to talk. But hey, I have plenty of friends. If you don't want to hang out, listen, what, you're just yeah. you're just not serving me any, any purpose. I'm sorry. Like I'm here to meet someone and you're just not doing it. So yeah. you know, good luck to you. Yeah. Oh, and these are like two last points I kind of want to share with like the listeners. So I read this and I was like, this has to be a, like amazing. Like just because like, I mean, I'm already prepared to do it and stuff like that. But as far as like women out there, like they read, I read the rate of divorce goes down if the women earn 50% of the income and a man does half the housework. That's just balancing. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's like, just balancing. You can't look for some whole like 80-20. Like it's, I feel like t- in today's time- you the the you have to 
contribute equally. It can't, I mean, it doesn't have to be the same stuff, but like overall it has to be like 50, 50. That's what I'm I mean. Saying. This is that, 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 you know, that, that point there, I think it's, 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 it's so well stated, but yet it's, it's also so obvious, right? Because think about it. I mean, not, happens, not really. Cause if you look at the olden days, well, hold on, let, let me explain. Like, when so in a traditional relationship, I, uh, the man makes um, the majority of the income, mm-hmm. and then the women do the majority of the housework. Yeah, at the end of the day, one or the other is going to become is going to resent Res- the other. That's that's so my that's what I'm saying. It's kind of obvious because what happens is, hey, the the and I saw it growing up with my mom and dad. My mm-hmm. my dad was a breadwinner. Mom, so frustrating. My mom would always complain yep. because dad would just come home, do nothing, and just put his feet up and just chill and watch TV. Yep. And mom's like cleaning all day, and then dad would complain because mom's doing nothing but spending money. Yeah, and 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 and, and not contributing financially yeah and so they, you you create resentment yeah and and so i think that's a good point that you put it out there and yeah i think it's what's well stated and for guys this is one cool thing i mean this is like once you have like kids and stuff like that but like i think buying the groceries ahead of time is a great gesture just because like the woman just has to go to the store park the car they drop the groceries off, and that's it. They're already paid for. So don't have to deal with a crying baby. So don't have to deal with kids. Oh, I want this toy. Like it just hey, small little tell, convenience. I tell you what you can like do now. Um, huh, I'm not sponsored in any way by Whole Foods or Harris Teeter. <laughs> um, but what you can do if your kids are old enough, um, eventually, what you can do is you can go to these uh, grocery stores now. Yeah. And they got these little bars and these little cafe areas where you just post up, drink some wine, eat. You know, watch the ball game, eat eat your sandwich, yeah. let the kids do all the shopping, and then when they they'll circle back around, and then you give them the card to pay, mm-hmm. and then you 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 roll out. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it is, yeah. The the Harris Teeter, um, uh, I have to tell you which one near town mm-hmm. has a really nice bar, hmm. um, and with a couple of TVs now because of COVID, it's different. But yeah, I mean, you just see you see older um, parents just sit there. And uh, they just they give their list to their kids and, hey, go get the groceries and come back here when you're done. <laughs> so it's like, it's almost like a date, a mm-hmm. date between you and your partner if you both of you go to the grocery store, which my mom and dad would. Um, and then they just spend some time at, at the at the cafe or bar area and, um, you know, the kids go out and do their thing and come back and, and then we'll leave. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I like it. I like uh, it. So we switching up to hypogamy, which is basically like... It's the inverse. Yeah. So the definition is... The act of marrying someone of a lower social and economical class less than your own. And I kind of see this as uh, women do this just because they don't really look for physical, like physical attraction isn't like some leading thing for them. Like you can always see like uh, a woman who's more attractive than their man just because they don't really value it as much. Like I've met some people like, they were like, yeah, I dated somebody, but they weren't like really good looking. And my friends were like, what? Like, how did he get you and stuff like that? Like, they more look at the person versus like how somebody looks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, the interesting thing though is that I think this is actually the inverse of what. So, if hypergamy is when the woman levels up, hypogamy is when the men marry. Lower than them. No, but women can do this too. Women it's, do it's, it. It's, it's not just off money. It's like looks, uh, finance. It's all types of stuff. That's why I'm saying like women do this. They mm-hmm. they are more attractive than the guys that they choose to be with. It's kind of like 
on that, just that like one little thing, like physical attractiveness. But, but doesn't that kind of go to what I was saying earlier, though, with like the the hype, the hype, the hypergamy? When yeah, men look for it. It's, it's no, no, no. If 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 women are participating in hypogamy, yeah, by um, marrying um, a little below them because they're not as good looking, but that man could have what I said earlier: leadership, yeah, um, motivation, and you know, um, more drive. I don't feel like it's as, as common, but it does happen. Like I've got friends, and their spouses make more. I mean, the women makes more than the men, but they're perfectly happy. But like, I think it's 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 rarer than like men because I feel like. Overall, I feel like most uh, hypogamy performing people are men, and most hypergamy performing are women. Mm-hmm. But there are inverse cases. But let's talk about that because if if the men are participating in this in this hyper, um, I'm sorry, hypo, hypo. Um, it looks like the reason why they do this. And I think this is also very traditional, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think it's changing. But it, it, and I've never done this, mm-hmm. um, as if you all have listened. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm the other way around. But a lot of men participate in this to have control and power over their women, over their partner. Yeah, that's that's like the older views and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very interesting. And as like, I don't think I've ever dated or or or. Or been out there, put myself out there, and looked for a partner purposely below me in any way, yeah. just so I can control. And it. I'm trying to think, maybe I do, but like I've never realized. <laughs> but I don't think I do. I don't think I ever do. I was, t- I was trying to think, like I have in terms of phys- um, in terms of physical uh, appearances. I do like. Um, I mean, I'm a shorter guy, but I do like women who are petite. But it's not because I can, so I can control them. It's I just because find it more attractive. I find yeah. it more attractive because usually they're a little more fit. They work out, and they're a little, mm-hmm. they're a little more fit. Um, but I'm trying to think. Like, I'm really trying to be honest here and think. Like, have I done this? And I, I don't think I ever have. Really? Mm-hmm. I think you have. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's get into this. How so? I think you and that and that one ex girlfriend. Because she was vulnerable, she was she wasn't stable, um, and I think I don't know her enough. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I think I don't know her enough. No, that wasn't the ultimate uh, intentions. Like my thing is, I like helping people. But that's I- why I think some of the why it was so toxic in a way, and the reason why you kept coming back because you can somewhat in a way um, not strong on arm her, but you can. You knew that you could. You were more mentally stable, and so it, you could just say certain things and do certain things for them to come back. Who me? Yeah. Mm. No. Mm. I. I'm starting to go back and like. Uh, maybe she. Maybe she controlled you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to go back and dial it back and look at certain things. Like uh, when, either when, way, there when, was some hypo in there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it was more of I never tried to like use my money to strong arm. It was more like trying to help them out. Like I had resumes redone, bought gifts, and yeah. different stuff like that. But as far as like the money thing, it was more on them. Like it was. You know what I'm saying like I'm already established, so like. My thing is, I want somebody who's equal. So of course, I'm gonna like try and like help you. For sure. Oh yeah. Become your best person. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it be the resume redone. Hey, try this out. What are your passions? Maybe start a small business doing this. This mm-hmm. might not be ultimately yeah. what you want want to do in the long run. I literally like tried to catapult the person up, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a toxic relationship overall. But we we can probably get into that like a little bit more because I'm still like going back and digesting like 
what ultimately caused that to happen, who she was as a person, who I am as a person, and why things didn't ultimately work and they were kind of like toxic. But I'm reading a couple books on that, so I'm still like forming all that stuff together. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, back to hypogamy, because mm-hmm. the one thing about that is like, yeah, men are like, I guess, like uh, marrying down, I guess, financially. But one thing I want women to realize is like, y'all competing against each other. Like I, I get like y'all getting Birkin bags and nails done and stuff like that, but you have to factor in what is a man looking for versus, oh, I'm doing this to make other women look feel jealous or some other stuff. Like y'all competing with each other. Like, did you, yes, you want Prince Charming, but does Prince Charming want you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. My thing is, I mean, my thing is like, I mean, I don't really know how attractive I am, but I don't want to be like a five looking for a ten. Like overall, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You sometimes you really have to like check yourself, and like, hey, like, am I reaching here? Yeah, that's interesting. So, like, huh? I'm trying to think of like very attractive women who feel entitled and 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 have that issue, but they might not realize, like, oh, yes, you might be super successful and all this other stuff, and like, yeah, you want this, but like, are you? Do you have the tools to have? Uh, disagreements and not have toxic behaviors. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, you have all this financial stuff, but does everything else align? Are you emotionally available? Do you have childhood tom- traumas that you fixed and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like, are you still slashing tires and scraping, yeah. scraping cars and stuff like that and blocking people off Instagram, just doing stuff like that? Like, you have to take a holistic view of who you are as a person, not just because, oh, I got all this, so I deserve this. Like, right. that's one thing I don't like is like, if people like, oh, if I'm a nice person, then only nice things happen to me. You know what I'm saying? Or if I do good, I'll be great in life or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. it's a good point. But I don't think I've really taken a chance to look at what my equivalent would be as far as like a woman. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like everything that I have to offer, like what does that look like inversely from like a women's standpoint? Because you know how like men are like looking for like super attractive physical fit, stuff like that. But women are looking like for a financial kind of like that inverse. Like what is my like exact mirror? Well, I think it's kind of, I don't know. I think you'll know when you, when you come across them. But I mean, you say you're working on a list. Yeah, I'm working on it. So, I mean, that, that maybe that's something that you can add to the list and or work on the list. Um, because I don't think I have – I don't consider a match. Well, I guess a match. I just – I really more can focus on are we compatible, right? That leads me to a great app that uh, somebody told me about. And it's, it's, it's crazy, dude. It is so crazy. It's called uh, The Pattern. Hmm. I'm going to send it to you. Like you – Basically, you put in like your birthday and then like what it's time some horoscope you were born. stuff is. But it? it's pretty cool, dude. Like some of this stuff. They're is all like, written in a way to fit everybody. I, I can make up a birthday dude. and I will match up with you. Um, <laughs> no, look at, look at it. All right, I'm I'm gonna find something. I'm DJ on now. Uh, okay, mine says. All right, um, I'm looking at my your timing, and one of mine said, expect the unexpected. So I'm going to read it. This is an astounding time of change in your life. You might decide to try new things, do something unexpected, or stand out in some way. Or radical changes may come from the world around you and shift your direction. And you know what I'm leading at, I think. These situations may fall outside of what's considered normal or average. This time can feel unnerving, but try to let go of control. Be willing to drop your usual routine and clear space for something new. And what am I about to do at the beginning of the year? 
well, you're going to switch jobs. But yep. but here's the funny thing. That applies to me. You might, you, your timing might be the same. <laughs> it's crazy. But because there's things you can like, because I added some of my friends. I was like, I overlapped them just to like see how compatible we were and stuff like that. And this is crazy. It's, it's, I got cussed, but yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty cool though. It's pretty cool. I, this, yeah, I've, you should I've, check it out. I've looked into it. The thing is, like, I feel like, um, you know, them things Gorgeous. are just written in a way. I don't know. Where, I mean, I don't be like, oh yeah, this is true. I'm living my life. Yeah, yeah. Some people take it to the extreme. No, I'm just like, it is what it is. It's just like uh, how I like to use cartoons and manga, like something you look forward to. It's just yeah. some nice little talking thing. Okay, this is another one. So relationship shift. Surprising and radical shifts may affect your key relationships right now. You can meet someone in an unconventional way or go through a breakup or maybe a loved one's behavior changes abruptly. Try to let go of controlling the outcome. What you perceive as bad may be the best thing for you and could lead to an exciting new beginning. That's pretty cool. That, I mean, one, just, that, one, that one applies to me too. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty yeah. uplifting and stuff like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, so I think for me, matching-wise, I do have a physical, I guess, standard. And it's not – I hate to say it like that because when it comes to, to looks – What's the number? Well, I've got – hold on. Before I get there, I've, <laughs> I've gotten to the age now where I, I, I'm more focusing on falling in love or um, being attracted to their being, right? Like that's like yeah, that's how I am when it comes to like that's sex. gonna stay away. That's gonna stay there for forever. A while. Yeah, for, yeah, that'll exactly. never go away. Their well, their being can change, but if you fall in love with the way they are, um, that's gonna stay there a lot longer than the looks, yeah. right? Because the looks can change and looks fluctuate. Is, and we're all gonna looks old. are depreciating asset, and they are. Like, I mean, you can enjoy it while you have it, and it's fun, but uh, you can't like, be an Instagram model talk, forever. We're talking about mates here, and so. Um, I, I focus more on the actual being of that individual. <clears throat> so the physical attractiveness is is not as important to me mm-hmm. um, as other aspects. But I think for me, if I had to put a number on it, ten being most attractive, one being the least attractive. Is that mm-hmm. what you're asking me? Was my yeah. number? Um, I would say that I'm probably a. Um, I'll probably look for a solid six or seven. Okay. Yeah, I say that too. Because and I've had the most success there with six and sevens every now and then i'll go into the eight range and eight plus i've been told i'm a seven to eight i don't know how true that is though i don't even Um, know what i am um well i mean i guess you can put your photo on the uh podcast channel and see what the listeners say well i guess we could (laughs) i guess it then you can put it on your hinge profile rated by my viewers i am like (laughs) 8.5 but no i because i yeah i I think i said like super cute i think i said eight but yeah i think like a good eight is not a super cute man it's not i said no i said it's really cute eight eight i think you're reaching like like i think eight you're reaching almost like beautiful range right because 10 is like gorgeous Eight's My scale be, might be different. Dan. Your skills, so Jesus, I hate. What's your ten? For me, uh, a ten. Uh, let me think of somebody on Instagram or somebody, somebody like that. I don't oh, have a name Instagram. Uh, Use adjectives. Maya, the scientist. I think she's a ten. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. See, absolutely gorgeous. Mar- no, Maria, the scientist. Whatever. She in Atlanta or something like that. Some little singer, but like, yeah, she's gorgeous, dude. That's a ten to me. Okay. Yeah. So what's a five? Uh. Um, 
No, she lowered in a five. You know, you know that like comedian who uh, about, about to look her up. Like was on Ghostbusters. This black lady, I do not find her attractive at all. Or like Wendy What's Williams. Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams is a five. Yeah, right, I'm about to look her up. Wendy, I'm horrible. <laughs> um, pop culture, sorry. Um, okay. Uh, well, she's got too much uh, work done. I think she was very attractive. Let me see if I can find her when she was younger. Because she has way too much plastic surgery um, for me. Jesus, she's poor thing. Oh, you know, okay, a solid seven is like Jordan Woods. Okay, let me look at Jordan Woods. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a solid seven. Maybe, yeah, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Jordan Woods. Who is who is this person? She used to be friends with like one of the Jenners. I don't remember which one. Yeah, the, I see Kardashians all over the place. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think this to me, this yeah, we have different standards because I think this Jordan girl is is, is pretty pretty attractive. I mean, my thing is like, yeah, she got makeup and stuff like that, and she's a, a celebrity. But I feel like if she was on the side of the street or something like a normal person, she'd be like seven, eight, somewhere around there. Huh. Well, very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. Um. All right, moving along then. Um. Uh. What's this home family life? What you talking about here? Oh, just like marrying down. Like, um, you have to take into consideration. Like, does she have a good relationship? Like with her parents. Uh, how is her? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was her upbringing like? If there's like any negative things, she's gonna pass to the kids. I will say, like like, listen. As I get older, I'm realizing how important. It's not important that they come from a good family to me. Mm-hmm. That's not important to me. What's important to me is how have they dealt with that dynamic, the family dynamic? How yeah. are they? And, and, and if it's a good dynamic, obviously they're going to be pleasant, yeah. usually. But if they come from a bad family or they don't have a family at all, I don't. that doesn't bother me. But what is a concern is how have you dealt with that? Yeah. And that is something that I've come across with some folks that I've dated that um, can really impact our relationship. Yeah, like, but that's the thing where I said, like, you have to, like, do the work on yourself. Like, yeah, you yeah, and that's have, the good like, thing. The good thing is, like, you, you can't control where you came from and, yeah. and what your parents did and how they, if they abused you or they didn't give you what you wanted or they were just bad parents. You can't really control that. But you can control on how you handle it, it and how you respond it, yeah. and how you how you deal with that. You can control that. And um, you you want to know one thing where I see that comes into play though is attachment styles. Yep, I agree with that. Like secured, like you were uh, mostly balanced and everything was cool. I think that's what most of the population. I agree were. with that. Um, mine is detached. No, something like something avoidant. Mm-hmm. It's like you were focused mostly on like. Uh, I mean, you had your needs met, but maybe not as much emotionally, but like you would kind of like go to school and all this other stuff and do great, you know what I'm saying? But then there's one, I think it's like nervous. I think that's one reason why one person we talked about, me and her didn't work just because I think her style was nervous. Could and be. it comes from like, not not like you came from a bad home, but it just wasn't as, there were there were things that happened that, cause for you to end up that way you know what i'm saying oh for sure but it's hard to be with a person like that you know it goes both ways so i can talk about myself here um my dad never really showed any affection 
to to I mean he always his I'm sorry, let me back up. It's not that he didn't show affection. He didn't show affection the way that I felt like I wanted it or how people think of in terms of affection. And you wanted He was like, Hey son, you know, do this, do that, do this or hey son, you know, you have this and this and this because I work. That was his way. His him being able to provide was him showing affection. Yeah, but, but that's that was his how way. most men think. But the one thing I will say is like you have to take a look at it because if you have two certain attachment styles, the the negative things or whatever from your childhood, you can bring that out of each other. And I think that's mm-hmm. what happened with me and what you call it. Like because I'm very distant and stuff like that. They wanted that emotional support. And to be coddled and stuff like that. But me, when I'm upset or some stuff like that, I pull away. Mm-hmm. And so that was just recreating that traumatic experience from when she was younger. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, you have to, like, really understand and look at who you are as a person just because, like, you can bring the worst out of each other the same way you can bring the best out of each other and not really know why. Mm-hmm. It could be things that, like, you might, it might be on, like, uh, it's just not on the surface. Yeah. And you have to, like, understand, like, who you are and why you are the way that you are. So, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. <sighs> one one thing we need to talk start talking about is money, dude. We need to have an episode about money. I think we should. That's good. Because I think I took I got like a plan to like I'm like seventy years old. Yeah, this this is a good one. I think that this probably had to this probably gonna have to be like a two, maybe even a three part series, series. shorter video, shorter um, podcast things, episodes yeah. because there's just so much in terms of. I think it'll be a great one. Yeah, because you can talk about like you know. Working in the corporate setting, that's yeah. like one episode. Yeah. And then, and then being an entrepreneur, that's a whole other episode. And then Stocks. maybe a hybrid of the two yeah. Yeah, in other ways. I mean, it's it's a lot. But I will say, for the folks out there who are listening, I, I do not have a traditional way of looking at money. I'm more of a Robert Kiyosaki type style, rich dad, poor dad style. Um, yeah, my thing folks, is. A lot of the folks who are in the corporate setting are more of the Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Each Each teacher gives you best... You need to find the best teacher you for align you. with, yeah, yeah. And and because if you, you know, some people will listen to Robert and think he's radical. He's yeah. just like, what you're using leverage, you're using debt to leverage all this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you make a lot of money doing it. That's the people who like value the dollar, like will kill somebody over it, dude. Like, oh, well, and you then you have other people who borrowed five dollars. I need my back tomorrow. Like, you know what I'm saying? And there are so people like, eh, it's just money. Like, that's how my thing is. Like. I can get more. Like I know who yeah. I am. I know what talents I have. If I lost my job tomorrow, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to figure out a way yeah. to survive. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. just gotta find I think what's best for you, um, and uh, see what works. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> yep. Oh no no no. Oh, well, the episode after this will be our buddy because um, he'll be in town. I think oh, that'll yeah. probably be the next time we record. Mm-hmm. That should be a pretty good episode. Dig into some stuff. Yep. It should yeah. be. Yeah. Should be. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, please be sure to follow us on Instagram. It's at In The Trenches. Uh, the, it's not T-H-E, it's D-A. Um, returning listeners, tell a friend to tell a friend about us. Um, new listeners, please subscribe, uh, rate, and leave us a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. But if you're on Spotify, please be sure to follow us. And that's ADJ and K.A. out. Peace. Done. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye-bye.